Hello. Hi. Welcome back. Synchronicity Podcast. I'm Nicole. And I'm Megan. Today's topic. No house cleaning or keeping. Nope. We're going to jump right in today. And we're going to talk about the leading cause of death in the United States. And guess what it is? It used to be heart disease. And it used to be cancer. And Western medicine. (laughs) But. So we were working on powerpoints today for like free intros to our program and i was like oh we should because a huge part of mental illness is you know depression leads to suicide right like when the hopelessness gets so bad um people become suicidal and um suicide is the number one leading cause of death in the united states now which is nuts yeah i was quite shocked by that so we were like change of plans let's talk about this because holy shit um holy shit is lightly said too yeah insane i mean i get it because i had serious problems when i was a teenager um but i was on the, the the thought about it it wasn't you know on any other stage so it's just quite fascinating um that that's the leading cause and we're seeing a lot uh who was the judd that just killed herself oh yeah um you know we're seeing it in celebrities but celebrities are a small part of the population so when it trickles down uh so the suicide rate since covid has become the leading cause of death and it has killed more people than covid um, which is just crazy. Insane. But we're not talking about it because COVID was the hot topic and everyone thought they were dying. Everyone was talking about dying of COVID. They weren't talking about all of the repercussions around it and about what COVID actually did to people psychologically. Yeah. So as of 2022, 12.2 million adults and the population is only 300 million and so and that and that's with kids so in the u.s that's that's the entire population of u.s and including kids so 12.1 million adults so how many kids do you think there is 100 million probably yeah i would say about 100 million kids children yeah yeah Yeah. so this is you know this isn't even teenagers we're talking about this is adults and I was also shocked to find out that the suicide rate grows as you get older. Maybe because I had mental problems when I was a teenager. So I figured, oh, as you grow up, like you figure things out. But actually, it's the opposite. So um, 12.2 million adults have seriously thought about suicide in the United States. That's crazy. That is. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Okay. 3.2 million adults made suicidal plans also crazy it's a lot of people okay 1.2 million adults attempted suicide between 2021 and 2022 that's a lot of people that's a lot a lot of people and so yeah here we are. Uh, I so it's twenty four percent of the population. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's so a fuck ton of people. It's a quarter of the population. Yeah. Wow. 
Yes. Wow. Yes. So the suicide rate is way higher in men than it is in women at every age. Do we know why? No. I mean, why? I mean, you can maybe look it up, but I don't think that people go, this is why. It's usually depression. Yeah, but like you, I guess like you try to think about, you know, like our big thing is like why here on our podcast and it's like, is it because women have more like children and stuff like that to like hold on to? I mean, you're asking me and I have no idea. I know uh, I should look it up. So, um, the rate of suicide between age 10 and age 14 is, um, 2% of women and 3.6 of male. Um, 15 to 24 is 5.8 in women and 22.4 in males. Um, age 25 is 7.2 female, 28.3 male, 45 to 64, 7.9 women, 27.4 in men, 65 to 74, 5.6 in women. 24.7 in males. And this is the real kicker. 75 plus. 3.9 for women. 40.5 for men. So it jumps drastically, <laughs> drastically from 65 to 74 to 75 plus. So um, I don't know what that is. But that's just the statistic. So it's a lot less in women. Uh, and that's just probably empathy and care for, you know, because suicide is quite selfish. It's, um, you know, addiction is a selfish, but suicide is. And people that often commit suicide have addictive tendencies, right, because they're trying to check out. But this is hopelessness. And this is hopelessness to a point of, like, it, it's nuts. And I... Um, you know, I've witnessed this with people that I work with. I've had suicidal thoughts myself when I was younger. Uh, again, never had a plan, but, you know, th this is staggering rates. Uh, and nobody's talking about it. And, um, you know, this goes hand in hand with antidepressant um, prescriptions have increased 35% in the last six years. So since 2014-2015 time frame, um, it, it, they've gone up 35%. Like, that, that's also staggering. But also, yeah, it doesn't work. <laughs> Antidepressants don't work if the suicide rate has become the leading cause of death in the United States. Like, that, that's just, I don't even know. So, um, well, it's super fascinating. So, I am answering the question why, because we didn't clearly think about the why before we got on here. But, so they're actually saying that um, a lot of it is because men can't talk about their emotions. Oh my God. Wait, yeah. did you read that? Yeah. And so this is like facts specifically based on men. So based on men, according to this in 2020, um, and this is off of the American Foundation for Suicidal Prevention. So in 2020, 45,979 Americans died by suicide. Just men. Just men. Just men. And 1.2 million in 2020 attempted suicide. 1.2 million alone. So then, <clears throat> this is interesting as well, the age of 
the age-adjusted suicide rate in 2020 was 13.4 per 10,000 individuals. The rate of suicide is the highest in middle-age white men. In 2020, men died by suicide is 3.88 times more higher than women. On average, there's 130 suicide male suicides per day. And white males account for 69.6% of the suicides in 2020. And so they're, according to this, this, this whole website, um, they just talk about how men aren't able to talk about their feelings and they just kind of bottle it all up because it, they're right now, it's part of the generation of like boys don't cry. And so that they like women are more prone to be emotional and men are kind of like, well, bottle up, tug it up, buttercup. So I guess it's being directly associated with like men not talking about their feelings. Well, but this goes back to thought patterns. Suicide is a thought pattern. Suicide is the negative thought pattern and sticking in the negative thought pattern. And um, if you worked with us, you're familiar with what's called TFAR and thoughts become feelings, feelings become actions, actions result in your life. And when you get into negative thought spins, you know, it's you have to change the patterning. You can't do anything about how you feel. Feelings are feelings. Emotions are emotions. It's the thoughts around them and the framing that you have in the structure um, of, of those feelings and how you choose to take them is how your life uh, framing works and where you're going to go in life, what you're going to do. All Everything comes down to thought patterns. And... Depression is is thought patterning. Well, and it's also interesting. I'm reading, you know, I'm reading here more about this is off um, Public MD, which is probably not a great source, um, but it, it makes sense. They're saying, you know, major f- depression factors are towards half of the suicide, and women are more likely to experience it. But women are more more likely to seek help. Um, they are willing to consult a friend. Or um, they're more about inner independence and they're okay with accepting help and being vulnerable, vulnerable about it. Where men value independence and decisiveness and they regard acknowledging a need for help as weakness or they avoid it all the way around until the point where it is so bad that they, you know, choose to take their life. Well, but, you know, also I want to talk a little bit about addiction because addiction addiction is a slow form of suicide absolutely if you are poisoning your body or checking out of your life over and over and over again this is depressive and suicidal thoughts it's just a slow form of suicide um and i remember when i had that epiphany i was like whoa it's so true if you are constantly needing to be in an altered state uh you're you're having some serious mental issues and thought patterning needs to be restructured well and don't you think a lot of it has to do like right now i mean isolation was awful i mean we saw it and we still see it like people aren't going to the office and there's like you know people don't meet out in public anymore it's like i don't know the world is such a different place now of just social like socially interacting of course i mean i talked about that in an earlier episode that you know the the world where we have more money, more first world countries than the world's ever seen, and yet we're the loneliest and reported most unhappy we've ever been in human history. And it's um, 
I mean, I get it. I, I've never lived alone or been alone because like, I, I hate the idea of not having somebody to talk to at some point during the day. Now, I like my alone time too, but I've always had roommates or lived with somebody because I just hate the idea of just not having somebody else in the house. Right. It doesn't even have to interact. It's just you know, the feeling of somebody else being there. And this is why, you know, so many dogs and stuff were adopted during COVID is that people don't like actually being alone. I think that's a very, we're built to be in partners. That's why we get married and, you know, we're social creatures. We're built to function socially, not alone. Well, yeah, I mean, and then, you know, people went back to their real lives and they gave up all these dogs and it was really because they realized like that wasn't actually what life was. It was this false reality. And, you know, those people that were really forced into isolation because of their jobs, you know, they were like forcing them to test and all of the all of the madness. I mean, even here in Colorado, like, I mean, I moved home within days of it was like a week and a half of everything closing down because I had no option and like I can't even imagine being in my place in California like by my with my roommates like that would have I mean yes there I was with people but like I could not imagine doing and doing COVID without um without being home because that was just insanity it was absolutely insanity what they were and then like there was nothing you could do like you could you could go and pick things up online but you there was like you know you couldn't go to the art store because there was no crafts the bookstores were like pretty much out of books like it was kind of a very bizarre time of like hopelessness so back to antidepressants the latest increase means so the latest increase of 35 percent in the last six years it's a huge increase um means the antidepressant items prescribed over the past six years has increased from 34.8 percent to 61.9 million items in um, 2015 to 2016 the, there was an 8.3 million items sold what are items like i like prescription items so it went from 61.9 million items in 2015 to 2016 to 83.4 million antidepressants sold from 21 2021 to 2022 that's fucking crazy. For one year. No, no, no. That's in six years. 2021 to 2022? Right. Like, that's... So, it, when it was last measured, 2015 to 2016, Got it was 61.9 million. Got it. So, so it's like a they measured it again. Increase. Right. Um, and that that's just an antidepressants. Then you go into classified as other antidepressant drugs, so this is like SSR blockers and stuff like that, that aren't considered antidepressants, saw the largest increase in usage. It went from 12.5 items sold in 2015 to 2016 to 20.4 million in 2021 to 2022. That's a 63.3% increase. I wonder how what the cost of like a 60 day, like 60 days worth of Wellbutrin would cost. Like, you think a lot? So people, like, this, this is, this, I, I believed in what we did before. Um, but th this was, you know when you have those moments where you just want to sit there and kind of go, what the fuck? That was me when I was 
uh, researching this today. I mean, I was just like, we're in a fucking epidemic. Uh, this is not good. Nobody should ever be so hopeless that their their only option is, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, I want you to feel into yourself and feel like what that would have to feel like. I can't even fathom it, honestly. I start to feel that, and it's like a, a hole opens in my heart. And I'm just like, how do we help these people? And the thing is, is like, the number one leading cause of addiction is PTSD. It's trauma, Right. And all of the PTSD studies and all of the depression studies, psychedelics has a massive impact, massive, on the the DMN, which is the default mode network, which is the network of how your brain focuses on thought. It's how it functions. Guys, I don't know why they're still illegal. Like, this is something that I was like, okay, yeah, they're eventually going to be legal. Like, this is great. And now I'm like, this needs to happen tomorrow. Like, this is, this is too little too late. Like, nobody else should be losing their lives without there being some kind of intervention. And what's so crazy is the statistics and the studies coming out of John Hopkins and everywhere else is, like, their findings are, like, over, you know, because there's a huge suicide rate in people that have, like, OCD and things like that. And if you watch, like, How to Change Your Mind, this is... I mean, I'm getting really worked up even talking about it because I, I, I mean, it, 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 this is devastating to me, especially because I've been there and now I'm on the other side of it and I'm sitting here and I'm like, there's not a reason that that needs to be, um, that, that needs to be a thing. Well, uh, no, yeah, no, it's, it's just sad. It's sad that like they're just labeling everybody. Well, and here I'll harp on this again, you know, the suicide rate and I want people to look at this like, what's that noise? The suicide rate in, um, you know, people that go through transgender reassignment surgery is 99%. Okay. If you, when you're confused about all of that and you don't really have a sense of identity, it causes suicide because also psychopathy is the lack of self. So you either go to the opposite extreme of like, I have no feelings whatsoever, or you feel suicidal. And when you, you don't have a strong grounding of who you are, and you can love who you want, date who you want. I don't really care. But when you start to really mess with your body, you're messing with your psyche. And again, if you haven't listened to our podcast on psyche and where that word comes from, it means mind, body, spirit. It's all three of them. It's not just the mind. When you start messing with your body, you're manipulating your mind. When you start messing with your mind and your body, you're manipulating your spirit. And modern day psychology believed in spirit it believed in a higher self. So did Carl Jung. That's why modern day psychology is named after Psyche. Her main, the, she was the goddess of the soul. Like that, hello, hi, that means we have souls. Um, we, we, we're, we're so much more than these meat, like blood bags, or you'll hear me describe that all the time. And I don't mean that offensively, but like. a gross way to say it. Well, we it are. True. We are. We're just. We're just holding spaces for our souls. And I think part of the problem with like the suicide rate and things like that is that people don't realize that we're here. Every single one of us is here for a reason. Every single one of us has a divine purpose, has, you know, but you have to find that. And that's part of the forgetting that's happened. And that's part of what we were doing, what we're doing. Because it's like, what is your purpose? Like, what makes your entire being just light up like why are you here and the thing is is 
you eventually get to know your why. I was just doing an interview and it was like, you know, I, we've had so much trauma in our lives. Every human has trauma. Your parents are going to traumatize you. Your, you, the other people in the world are going to traumatize you, but it's how you frame it. It, it. It's like, you know, I had a, an epiphany of even over the weekend when I was with, I think I talked about this yesterday. It's like you eventually, you know why. And it's like, but all you have to do is remember that there will be a reason someday, somehow, of why something has happened to you. And you may not be able to see it clearly today. And that's okay. That's that instant gratification that we've been programmed is okay to want. And like that, that's, you know, sometimes you just have to sit on things. And sometimes you have to change your framing. And sometimes you have to grow and shift your perspective in order to see that why something needed to happen in order for you to become the person that you are today. And sometimes it's really hard. Sometimes it's really hard to reframe yourself like Oh, that. I'm not saying it's easy. Yeah, and like, but when you start thinking and like living life like that, like, oh, wow, this happened to me for a reason, not, oh my God, I'm a victim to this situation. It's amazing how much different your life is, like in how you look at life. Well, and that's an, something that I don't believe in therapy or in psychotherapy is the fact that like, most therapists, I'm not saying all, but most therapists just reinforce victimhood mentality. And you are not going to heal by having a victim mentality about what has happened to you 100%. and who you are as a person. And you know why they teach victimhood mentality and why they make it okay is because they don't want to lose a client. They're going to lose a client if they're like, you know what? I can't do fucking shit about your feelings. I can't. Like, and I, and I say this and I know I piss people off, but it's like, I don't, I don't really care about your feelings. There is nothing, ex as a coach, I care about a lot of people's feelings when it's like other things, but when we are trying to save somebody's life, when we are trying to change the programming in your brain, I cannot do diddly squat about how you feel. Right. It, there's nothing I can do about it. All I can do is teach you how to think and frame things differently so that those feelings don't become so overwhelming and that's how you get out of victimhood. And most therapists are going to validate you because they don't want to challenge you because they would lose a client or you won't have to go to them anymore if they actually healed you. And it's Western medicine and this is why I have a problem with it. They know, they know these things and they're not taught them. And it's so fucked like that psyche can be named after mind, body, and soul and they only work on the mind. The mind is one of the least powerful things in the body. It's just crazy. Like when you drop into the heart, I would say the mind thinks what the heart knows. When you drop into your heart and you're feeling something, it's going to tell you the truth. Like it, does this, is this going to matter 10 years from now? Is this going to matter six months from now? And most of the time when I really get into my feelings and I get really frustrated, really upset about something and I frame it like that where I'm like, is this going to matter in six months? The answer is usually no. Yeah, usually. Almost 99% of the time you land on no. And that's like, what? but that's framing. It's like, yeah. oh, right, right. This means a big deal right now, but six months from now, it's not going to be a big deal. So we see this with celebrities and tabloids all the time where it's like, oh my God, somebody's life's blowing up. Like they did something horribly. And then within three to six months, nobody even fucking cares anymore. Right. That's exactly how it's like, oh, this is so dramatic, but it's addiction to drama. Well, and they've done a great job. I mean, our society is Twitter, Instagram, you name it. 
It's instant gratification of drama. Everything is instant gratification and everybody's like all the feelings, all the feelings, all the feelings. Yeah. And this is how you're supposed to feel about this or whatever. Like you're I also feel that there's a lot of programming of like you what you're supposed to feel. And if you don't feel the way that they're telling you, then like you're the problem. Right. It's just it, it, it's so much about awareness to this stuff because we have to figure our shit out. We, this is not, I mean, in my book, they should be facing this like COVID was because obviously they don't give a fuck. Like people sitting there like, oh my God, my government, my government cares about me. Obviously they don't because this isn't even on, this isn't even being talked about. Why isn't this being talked about? Like that really frustrates me because, um, and this has a lot to do with the podcast we did yesterday on forgiveness. Like, a lot of people are in guilt and shame and, well, shame is addiction, spins that cause them, you know, to just not be able to get out of mental framing enough to be on the other side of it. And that's why, like, step one in AA is a power greater than myself. You, You have to understand and you have to be connected to the fact I mean, everybody would feel, well, I shouldn't say everybody. That's generalizing. But I don't I don't know how many people would make it through this life if they were like, I just die and there's nothing after this. Like, what the fuck is the point of anything then? Like, well, really? Well, I mean, That's in crazy. Like every religion, you know, right? Like, like, you so go to heaven. Devastating. And, right. Like, they give you hope in, like, religion. Like, if you read the Bible, any Bible or anything like any anything religiously based there's something greater well and the, you know what's also really interesting is that i want you to think about how how um similar love and faith are yes so in order to love something or someone you have to have faith in them it's true. there's a faith aspect to love that we always forget and if you don't aren't faithful to something if you don't have faith you actually cannot feel the frequency of love you cannot understand it you cannot feel it you you have to have faith in yourself, faith in other people, faith in a power greater than yourself. Faith is love. Yeah, like the people that I love, I have faith in. I have faith in them that they won't hurt me. I have faith in them that, you know, they have my best interest in mind. I have faith in them that they're, but faith and love are so closely related that you actually cannot separate the two. Which eh. is actually fascinating when you start thinking about it. Yeah. So I want all of you to think about that for a second. And you're going to be like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's insane. So somebody that's hopeless, right? Hopelessness is a lack of faith. That is a lack of love. Boom. Like, think about that. And we're teaching self-love. Like, that is the center and the nucleus of what has to happen on our planet is hope. Hope has a negative side, right? Hopelessness. Um, love doesn't. There is no negative side of love. There's a counterpart, but there is no negative aspect of love. Right. And we're trying to get this frequency to actually come to fruition. It, it exists here, but it's not actually fully um, been realized because we have to get back into humans have lost faith. They've lost love. They've lost identity. When you love yourself and you have faith in who you are, that is the key to finding purpose. And this is why I think men struggle so much more and have higher suicide rates than women is, is linked back to purpose. I think women can find purpose, like you were saying, in their children, in a lot of different yeah, things. Being but a men, mom, being a house, like a home, 
Well, and we're, t- we're talking about feminine cores again. Right. And if yeah. you haven't listened to our masculine and feminine, go back and listen to them. Um, humans have both inside of them. You, you usually just have a um, one that's more dominant than another. So, you know, again, this is not about genitalia. So, um, female core, core, feminine core has nothing to do with your genitalia, right? Female core, feminine core, which usually is people that give birth, right? Not birthing people. No, don't believe in that. But you know, (laughs) I mean, there are birthing people, but they're females anyway. So, uh, Oh, I was gonna try that well, their their purpose is easier to find well, than yeah, the when, male core because male right. core, male core is completely defined around purpose. Well, male core is service based, right. which and, is why their purpose is so important to them. Right, love, service to others, like actually to nurture or to like be a mother or to have children is actually a masculine energy. So, because right. men eventually like if they're in their full masculine, they're providers. They're protectors. Right. They give. They give, yeah. And the feminine core receives. Right. So it's it's also just like when you don't have anybody to give to, when you don't have any, like, again, you're, they're losing identity when it comes to aging. Well, and it makes sense, like, the depression. I mean, depression is literally hopelessness. Like, you have no hope in anything. Like, Which you is are lack no of longer, faith. Right. It's, you have no purpose. Like, you truly have no purpose. Like, yeah. you feel like, I have nothing to give the world. Which so, is lack of love. It's lack right, of... Right, It's lack of everything that we talked about. so crazy. It okay. is. And Western medicine is not does not have the answer to it because Western medicine can't give you a pill that's going to make you love yourself. No. And also, like, I've sat on lots of therapists' couches and they've been like, well, how yeah. do you feel? Da, 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 da. But they're not teaching, like, let's make you love yourself. How, like... What will what will give you purpose? What where do you feel most happy? What da 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 da? Instead, right. it's like, oh well, that person did this. Go scream about it. Go do this. Go do that. And it, I'm like, okay, that did that helped for like two seconds, and then like now I'm now I'm back depressed. So, and then I can take all of these drugs and just feel numb, which just makes me numb. Like I want to have feelings. Feelings are the best part of being human. It's just again framing around them, and sometimes you have to feel shitty. I've had moments where it's like, oh, my God, I feel so shitty, but that's yin and yang. The thing is, is, like, to understand, and this goes this goes back to every philosophical reasoning for everything. It's like to understand pain and suffering, which would be equal, equal to shadow self, right? The darker the dark, the brighter the light. When you can understand the depth of pain, you know the joy of absolute euphoria. Like, that, that, that exists so far beyond... And this is what's so amazing about psychedelics is that when you can take yourself out of your typical framing and you can see what actually exists beyond your perspective, you can change your life. Um, you can change your framing. It, it changed this, the DNM, DMN, um, it, almost instantaneously, right? With one trip, with one, with one experience. Experience. And that's what's so profound is, is like, why are we not using these? Why are they illegal? It's like, yeah, because when people are depressed and hopeless and this, da, 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 you can control them. If they don't have faith, if they don't have love, if they don't, I mean, think about this. Would you stay in your job where you're miserable if you loved yourself? No. Exactly. Exactly. The thing is, is like they exert control by this hopelessness. Right. They exert control by people not loving themselves and not having faith in themselves and not having faith in the people around them and isolating people and doing. 
I mean, again, you, you might call that a conspiracy or call that, but like, I really want you to think about these things. It's, um, they lose control when you love yourself. They lose control when you have faith in yourself. You know, billionaires, government, whatever you want to call it, um, thrive where you don't believe in yourself. They thrive when you don't believe that the universe has the capacity to provide for you, when you don't believe that there's a power greater than yourself and there's something looking out for you. Um, and if you believe that and you believe that wholeheartedly, what is stopping you from having everything that you want? Love, the job, purpose, fulfillment, da, 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 da. It's you. You're holding yourself back. Well, and that's what people don't want to hear. They want right. to hear it's somebody else's fault. No, it's your fault. Wake up. Well, yeah, but that's that's the victimhood. That's what's happening around it, that taking responsibility for. But people don't want to take responsibility. And in fact, they're pushing the narrative of victimhood because it serves them. Yep, that's true. I mean, fucking Lizzo stood on stage at the VMAs last night and was talking about how oppressed she is. Are In you her private fucking kidding me? She's wearing a thirty to forty thousand dollar dress in her private airplane, and she's sitting there talking about fucking oppression. What does she know about being oppressed? And even if she was when she was younger, she should be preaching that you can fucking be me. But she, like, what are what is she doing? What does that serve? Who does that serve to sit there and preach that she's oppressed and she makes millions of dollars off an album? You should be so offended by that. I'm fucking offended by it. I am so offended by the fact that she's calling people oppressed. Like, how dare you? You don't even know what, like, you, it, it, that's not oppression. You don't understand it. But that's the narrative. You fly on a private plane. Oh, yeah. And like, that's- you're, 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 that's propaganda. That's Hitler. You know, I, I want to ask the question of, like, not how, you know, Hitler um, killed millions of Jews. It's like, how did he get millions of German people to comply? This is how. You are being brainwashed and you don't even realize it. It's like you, you have millionaires standing on stage telling you that they're oppressed. What kind of fucking shit is that? Those people aren't oppressed. They're, they are living out the American dream. They really are. You think doesn't exist anymore because you've been brainwashed to think that capitalism is fucked up. In utopia, yeah, capitalism fucked up. But guess what? The best thing right now is free market because in every other aspect, somebody else has control and you cannot rise to the ranks. I don't completely agree with capitalism. Um, You know, I wish there was a utopia where everybody had and there wasn't lesser than, but at this point in time, that kind of society doesn't exist at all right so you know also just pay attention to who you're following i love lizzo's music um but like that that quite frankly pissed me off last night like she's got a platform and she's gonna sit there and call herself oppressed well but the thing is is like they're making millions off of like brainwashing and like talking about things we saw it massively during covid we saw people you know like good job you got vaccinated okay well now it's coming out that like it's not all what it was made to be, you know? Well, I mean, now we the vaccines like, aren't a big deal. Right. And like, you know, you see, you know, Justin Bieber and Haley Bieber, you know, they both had not, di- they quoted saying like it wasn't directly from the vaccine, but, you know, Haley Bieber had a brain, brain, she had a blood clot and he had some crazy thing attack his ear where he like lost his entire side of his face. And like, 
you know, they're, they're coming out with like the evidence of like, Hey, this really, you know, there's like severe side effects, but yet like the celebrities were all about it and they, they were telling people to get them. Do you think that they actually fucking got them? Hell no. Obviously I don't they think, did I don't think all of the celebrities got it because like the ones that were preaching it versus like it's just like all of smoke and mirrors like it's just like mind-blowing to me i mean i i think that a lot of celebrities believed in the vaccine and i think that um a lot of people believed in western medicine and they trusted western medicine and they've trusted western medicine to do what's best for them and you know for a long time i did too like i've gotten vaccines and i've done things and now you know we're coming to the other side of you know questioning everything again you can't you can't believe in people blindly anymore and it's really it's really um, upsetting that you can't, but it's all based off of money. And I I don't know what's going to happen, but I think as we start to see more and more statistics and more and more things coming out, um, it's not going to be pretty what, what Western medicine is facing. Um, and I do agree with you. I think a huge part of that will be vaccines, um, especially as we hit close to the two-year mark. And, you know, I don't know why they were pushing vaccines so much. It's, um, you know, the, the data wasn't there. It wasn't there. And they didn't have time to test it properly. Right. And it's really upsetting. Well, I mean, it's, it's are they going to be able to admit that they fucked up? Or are they just going to, you know, hide oh. it? And Well, they're going to they're gonna try to hide it. For but the even, next, next around, you know, uh, are people going to believe in it? You can't test a vaccine for six months and know whether, like, what the side effects are going to be long term. Oh, you, you can't. It's no, impossible. But that's what they and, and then nobody can argue that. Like, you, you can't know. So did they really think that the benefit outweighed th- what could actually happen when it was 99% right, survival? Right. right. Shiloh, stop but it. it's, yeah. But I think that's enough for today because now we're going on tangents. We are going on tangents about things that aren't associated with anything. But, you know, suicide is a huge thing. And if you know anybody who's suffered or, you know, I think almost everybody I have met at one point or another has been like, I have suicide. I've had them and or I've thought about it. And I'm just like, there is hope for you. I think the move is, is start getting involved. Yeah. Like, and like start going out to dinner, start like having... Um, our Dalmatian's losing her shit right now, so excuse her. She believes very deeply in all of this, apparently. AKA, give me my fucking bone. Anyway, um, but, you know, we need to start being more social. We need to start getting out, going dancing, going and hanging out, moving, um, taking more mushrooms and going to the mountains with our friends and hanging out and really finding joy again because joy, faith, and love are what heal this. It's not drugs. Drugs right. are not the answer. Um, it, well, Western pharmaceutical drugs are not the answer. Uh, and plant medicine will help you. I, if you listen to this and this is one of you, seek help. Um, send us a message. Send your friends a message. Like, reach out. There's no shame in this. Like I said, most of us have been there. Um, and you know, phone a friend, ask for help, seek, you know, trials or um, you know, again. If you send us a message, we will help in whatever way we can. Uh, but help is help is coming. We're on the forefront of a huge shift in mental consciousness health. and yeah, mental health and everything. And uh, I believe that there is a world where suicide is uh, no longer a thing. And I hope and I hope have faith. In our lifetime. I have faith 
that we're at the very beginning of it. So anyway, um, check us out at Zynchronicity uh, underscore sisters. That's our main page. And then we have Zynchronicity 222 um, is our company page. Our Dalmatian is a psychopath. She's trying to end the podcast. She's like, let's wrap it up, guys. She's bored. She wants to go for a walk. Yes. Um, and yeah, we're also at Zynchronicity222.com. Um, check out other episodes. Again, if you have different views of this or anything, also send us a message. We love a good debate or comment. Whatever. Um, but I think that's it. We yep. will see you tomorrow. Bye. Bye.